Welcome back, everybody around the world, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, those of you tuning in live, those of you listening afterwards on Spotify, welcome to Between the Stitches, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. My name is Ryan, baseball-only show, talking about the great sport of baseball. We have an unbelievable episode for you guys today. The All-Star teams are finalized. The All-Star teams are set. There's a lot of really good players on the All-Star teams who definitely all deserve to be there. But as is the case with every single season, there are some snubs. There are some snubs and some guys that did not make the All-Star team that absolutely deserve to do so. And they may at some point with injuries and replacements and things of that nature. But... There's some snubs, and we have to talk about it. We have to talk about how many of these teams in the league right now are fraudulent, how many of these teams are legitimate. We will give you the updates on the standings and everything else in that department. And guess what, guys? The hottest team in baseball right now? No, it's not the Yankees. No, it's not the Mets. It's not the Dodgers. It's the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles, baby. So, we appreciate you guys tuning in to episode 19 of the Phenomenal Fan, uh, Between the Stitches podcast, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. Like I said, my name is Ryan. Let's jump into episode 19. Welcome to Between the Stitches, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. Two former college teammates talking about what they know best, baseball. All right, we're back. We're here. We're live. It's episode 19. And like I said, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. Okay. As we always like to do, give you a nice juicy standings update. Okay. Things have started to change dramatically. Oh, no. What is going on? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. What I can tell you for certain is a few things. Okay? Before we get into the standings, the Yankees are really good. The Astros are really good. The Mets are good. The Dodgers are really good. And we'll tell you why. Okay? Because as we do with the standings, we'll go. American League to National League, East to West. Okay? National uh, American League East. New York Yankees are 61 and 26, 14 games over the Tampa Bay Devil uh the Rays, the Devil Rays. Their throwbacks are the Devil Rays, but they are the Rays of Tampa Bay. 14 game lead over them. Uh, nobody's going to catch the Yankees. They are 61 and 26. If they win Five more games without losing, they would be 40 games over 500. 40 games. Plus uh, 176 on the run differential. And their expected win-loss is actually a game higher than what it is right now. Uh, it's a joke. Um, the Yankees are unbelievable. Aaron Judge uh, will win the MVP in the American League unless he gets hurt pretty much now. And the rest of that division is actually really good. It's actually 
really good. And I'll tell you why. The Rays are 47 and 40. The Boston Red Sox are 47 and 41. The Blue Jays are 46 and 42. So those are three of the four teams. So the Yankees are obviously over 500. The next three teams are over 500. So four out of five are over 500. And the Baltimore Orioles are 44 and 44 at 500. We will get into the Orioles and the little streak they got going on right now. But the Orioles are a 500 baseball team. And they are two games back from a playoff position. Two games back. You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Orioles say no. Minnesota Twins lead the American League Central by four games over the Cleveland Guardians. That's sort of been a steady, uh, just like trudging along in that division. Very below average baseball. Minnesota. Eight games over 500. I don't really see any other team in that division catching them. Besides the Guardians, but the Guardians just aren't that good. The Twins were not the best team in that division coming into the year. The White Sox are 42 and 45 in third place. They're only five and a half back of the division. But man, that feels like it's so much more because every time... I see them play. I see a highlight. I see something happen. It's just ugly. It's just fraudulent. So the White Sox are a fraudulent team. Tony La Russa has had a really hard time managing them. And yeah, it's just been a fraudulent sort of effort from the White Sox this year. And that sucks because everyone is kind of expecting them to show up this year, win 95, 96 games, Easily win that division by 8 to 10, get into the playoffs, right? Not so fast. Welcome to baseball. In the AL West, the Astros are leading it. They're 57 and 29. They're a really good baseball team. 8 and 2 in their last 10, 103 plus 103 run differential, 12 game lead over the Seattle Mariners. Good news is things have started to settle where many expected them to two in that division if that makes any sense the mariners are 46 and 42 they're four games over and right now they would make the playoffs as a wild card team so that's cool i want to see the mariners in the postseason and it's fun to see those guys you know be good they had an electric run towards the end of the season last year and, uh, you know, they, uh, they deserve it. They built it the right way. They've got the young talent. They've got the veteran talent. They're really good almost everywhere. So good for them. Let's see if we can get uh, the Mariners to the postseason. In the National League, the Mets lead the East by two and a half games over the Atlanta Braves. I know I said earlier the Mets are a good team. And they are. But. 
they might be fraudulent. They might be fraudulent. Uh-oh. Are they? Are they fraudulent? I don't know. What I do know is the Mets lead in that division was at fucking 14 not long ago. Now it's down to two and a half. And the Braves, I think the Mets just took two out of three from the Braves, so good for them. Right? But the Braves are hot. Seven and three in their last 10. They would make the playoffs as a wild card team. And right behind them, not necessarily games wise, but the Philadelphia Phillies are eight and a half back at the Mets. They're four games over 500. They're a game out of a wild card position. So, again, good for Philly. Philly was a team that was expected to be good, kind of came out slow out of the gates, fired their manager. Next thing you know, they're vying for a playoff spot. So go, Phils, go. NL Central. Brewers lead by a game and a half over the St. Louis Cardinals. The rest of that division is garbage. Garbage. Poop. Pirates stink. Cubs stink. Reds stink. Uh, Brewers are a good baseball team. Their pitching is absolutely unbelievable. The Cardinals are just so solid all the way around. If Albert Pujols is going to start heating up and hit home runs for them, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. But that's going to be a fun race to watch towards the end. I hope both of those teams get into the postseason, uh, Brewers and Cardinals, because they both deserve it, undoubtedly, to get into the postseason. And then out west, the Dodgers are starting to separate themselves from the rest of the pack, as expected. 56 and 30. The Padres are in second place behind them at 50 and 39. So seven and a half games between the two teams. The Dodgers are plus 150 in the run differential category. They are an absolutely excellent baseball team. They are 56 and 30. Their expected win loss is actually 59 and 27. So they're playing three games below what their expected win loss is. Uh, the Padres have just, just struggled, just struggled recently. Um, they're four and six in their last 10. They split with the Giants, but coming into that series, they had lost like 10 of 16. Now they're, they um, are in, a, in the middle of a four-game series against the Colorado Rockies, and they've so far gone one and one. It's just, they've just been average over the last uh, month and a half. Luckily, they started off really hot, really hot, and set themselves up for success. They are expecting to get guys like Fernando Tatis Jr. back. They're expecting to be active at the deadline as they usually are. And who knows? The only thing that's sort of giving them, I think, a sense of hope is that the Giants are behind them in third place. Only two games over 500, 44 and 42 for the San Francisco Giants. Things for the Giants this year have not gone their way. They haven't gotten all the breaks like they did last year. They dealt with some injuries. They don't have Buster Posey anymore. Brandon Crawford's not hitting 370. Uh, Jake McGee's not throwing it a 2.6 ERA. In fact, they just DFA'd Jake McGee because he was throwing at like a 7 ERA. 
So the San Francisco Giants are running into normal seasonal problems, and they're a 500 team, essentially. Maybe a bit above that. Last year, literally every single thing went right for them, uh, and that's what led them to 107 wins. So uh, Cardinals and, uh, excuse me, Diamondbacks and Rockies are rounding out the bottom at division, 10 games under a piece. I mean, just bad baseball teams. So going through it again, Yankees, Twins, Astros leading the American League divisions, Mets, Brewers, Dodgers leading the National League divisions. If the postseason ended today, the playoff teams in the American League would be Yankees, Astros, Twins, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Mariners. The Blue Jays. Did I say Blue Jays? My goodness. Okay. Back it up. Start from the top. If the postseason started today in the American League, the six playoff teams would be the Yankees, the Astros, the Twins, the Rays, the Red Sox, and the Mariners. The Blue Jays are tied with the Mariners, but I believe through, through the tiebreaker, the uh, Mariners have it. So, oh, and by the way, the Blue Jays just fired their manager today, Charlie Montoya. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, supposedly, supposedly there was a little bit of I don't know, lack of, I guess Montoya just wasn't demanding a ton of respect in the clubhouse. Not a lot of guys liked him. So he gets the can. Maybe the Blue Jays start to pick it up and get themselves above, you know, more than two games above the fucking Baltimore Orioles. But the Orioles are two games out, like I said. Good for them. In the National League, if the postseason started today, uh, the six teams getting into the playoffs would be Dodgers, Mets, Brewers, Braves, Padres, Cardinals. I think that's the six best teams in the National League. I think. I mean, I wouldn't say I think. I would say definitely. Definitely. So, that's your standings check. The All-Star rosters. MLB All-Star uh teams here's the full complete rosters uh the initial rosters these are these are the rosters that have there have been some replacements at least the national league side um here's the starting lineup not in a particular batting order just position wise alejandro kirk is starting at catcher for the american league let's go vlad jr is starting at first Altuve second, Devers third, Tim Anderson short, Trout, Judge, Stanton with Otani DHing. In the National League, Wilson Contreras is starting at catcher, Goldschmidt at first, Jazz Chisholm at second, Manny Machado at third, Trey Turner at short with Acuna, Betts, and Jock. Um, in the outfield, Bryce Harper picked as the starting DH. He is injured, so William Contreras will be starting at DH in the National League. American League reserve pitchers, or just pitchers in general, American League pitchers. Paul Blackburn, Oakland A's starting pitcher. 
No idea he was having a big year, but I guess he is. Manuel Clause from the Indians, Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Clay Holmes from the Yankees. Jorge Lopez, the only representative from the Baltimore Orioles, a team that's won nine straight games and two, two, two games out of a playoff position. Alec Manoa from Toronto is having a great year. Shane McClanahan is probably the Cy Young frontrunner from the Rays. His first all-star selection, Otani. Shocker. Martin Perez from the Rangers. I think he's the Rangers. Might be the Rangers' only guy. Gregory Soto from Detroit. Framber Valdez from Houston. And Justin Verlander from Houston as well. National League pitchers, Sandy Alcantara, Cy Young frontrunner, David Bednar from the Pirates. Corbin Burns from the Brewers. Luis Castillo from the Reds. Edwin Diaz from the Mets. Max Fried from the Braves. Gonsolin from the Dodgers. Hater from the Braves. No, Hater from the Brewers. Hess, Ryan Hesley from the Cardinals. Kershaw from the Dodgers. Joe Mantiply from the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Big Joey Musgrove from the, from the Pods. First All-Star selection. Uh, reserves for the American League in the infield. Luis Arise from Minnesota. Bogarts. Miguel Cabrera as a special selection from the commissioner. Andres Jimenez. And Jose Ramirez from the Indians. National League, Pete Alonzo made it. Nolan Arenado made it. CJ Crone from the Rockies. Jeff McNeil. Pujols as another special selection. And Dansby Swanson. Dansby, baby. Dansby's in. First all-star selection. Good for him. Outfielders in the American League. Ben Attendi, Buxton. Julio Rodriguez, superstar from the Mariners. Rookie, George Springer, Kyle Tucker. National League outfielders. Ian Happ, Starling Marte, Kyle Schwarber, and Juan Soto, Soto, Soto. And then uh, Jordan Alvarez made it as the DH. He will probably not be playing in some sort of capacity. But, uh, yeah, good for them. Good for them. So. Oh, and the, quickly, the reminders for the reserve guys. Uh, one second here. Oh, there they are. Okay, so... Um, Garrett Cooper is making it as a replacement um, for the National League team. And... Carlos Rodon's making it as a replacement for Josh Hader. And who's the last one? Who is the last one? Oh, J.D. Martinez is the replacement for Jordan Alvarez. So there you go. J.D. Martinez, Cooper, and Rodon all made the all-star team. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, that's good for them, you know? But we talked about it before, and we're going to talk about it again. These are the guys that got snubbed, okay? Absolutely just snubbed. Oh, my God, just snubbed from the All-Star team, okay? And again, there's a likelihood that these guys do potentially get added later on, but these guys got absolutely snubbed. There's four dudes I wanted to talk about in particular, two pitchers, two position players, okay? Number one, Dylan Cease from the Chicago White Sox. The fact that this guy didn't make the All-Star team is disgusting. 18 starts with a 2.3 ERA. He's going to have more than 100 innings before the All-Star break with 142 strikeouts as of July 13th. 142 strikeouts in 97 innings. Didn't make the All-Star team. 2.3 RA. <laughs> Bad. 
It's bad. 2.7 war. <laughs> I mean, as a pitcher, uh, are you kidding me? Guy's a beast. How do you not make the all-star team? Uh, Ty France, how does this guy not make the all-star team? Guy's got a 2.7 war. Guy's got 10 jacks, 306 batting average with an 840 OPS. Guy got hosed. Okay. He statistically had the best numbers, uh, the best average style numbers, meaning batting average, OPS, OPS plus, that stuff. The cumulative numbers weren't quite, weren't quite up to the number of guy like Vlad Jr. because Vlad had just played more games. Ty France did get hurt, but he had 10, 10 jacks, uh, 45 RBIs. So Ty France, hopefully, hopefully will get an opportunity to get to the all-star game because that would be really cool for, for a guy like Ty France. Uh, Logan Gilbert. How does this guy not make the all-star team? 18 starts, 2.8 ERA, 106 innings pitch with 100 punch outs. 135 ERA plus, 2.8 ERA, 10 and 3, by the way. I know wins and losses aren't uh, the end all for pitchers, but he's 10 and 3. I mean, if you have 10 wins before the all-star break as a starting pitcher, uh, you, you're an all-star. I mean, unless your ERA is like 5 and you just somehow lucked your way into 10 wins, but that's not likely. Usually guys that have 10 wins are guys that pitch well enough to win at least 10 games. So, I I don't know. I mean, it's sucks for Logan Gilbert, but again, potentially could go as a filler. Maybe not. Uh, the last guy, I mean, Austin Riley, I, I just like, how does this guy not make the all-star team? How does Austin Riley not make the all-star team? 3.3 war through half a season. 24 jacks. He's hitting 282 with a 907 OPS. 907 OPS. How about a 146 OPS plus? How about 57 RBIs? How about 28 walks, 99 strikeouts? How about 21 doubles from Austin Riley? 21 doubles, 24 home runs, 907 OPS. You know what? Fuck this guy. He's not an all-star. Like, what? How? He's so good. Uh, it's blows my mind. Absolutely blows my brains out of my head that this guy isn't an all-star. But you know what? Again, there's potential. Uh, he should have probably been the guy to replace... Uh, whoever Garrett Cooper replaced. But you know what? Why don't we check Garrett Cooper's numbers? Okay. Because maybe he deserved it. I don't know. Nah, he just didn't. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Come on, guys. Really? Garrett Cooper? Not a bad year, man. 296, 818 OPS. He's got seven homers. Austin Riley has 24. Don't tell me, oh, Cooper. Who did Garrett Cooper replace? You know, let's look. Who, who did he replace?
Uh, what? No way. Mar J.D. Martinez replaces Jordan Alvarez. Garrett Cooper is replacing Bryce Harper. So apparently Garrett Cooper has been the DH. So Austin Riley couldn't step in in the second DH spot. Is that a joke? <sighs> Dude, whatever, man. What? Seriously, whatever. Fuck, man. So bad. Anyways, all right, so we're done with all-star snubs. Moving on. These are just this is just a quick this is just a quick take here. Okay, real quick. The Padres are frauds. They have zero offensive production, minus Manny Machado and potentially Fernando Tatis Jr. They have a terrible bullpen. And their starting pitching is starting to dwindle away slowly, okay? If we go to team hitting categories and we rank each team by OPS, the San Diego Padres have the 20th best OPS in the game, okay? The 20th best. This is 2022 team bullpen ERA. The Padres are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14th in bullpen ERA, 20th in team OPS. The only good news for the Padres is they are, I don't know, 7th in team ERA. Their starting pitching era has been great, but it's starting to dwindle. And the Padres are trending in a downward direction. The New York Mets are eighth in team ERA. The New York Mets are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth in bullpen ERA. The New York Mets are tenth. In Team OPS. You know who's better in Team OPS? The Braves. You know who has a better Team ERA than the Mets? The Braves. You know who has a better uh, bullpen ERA than the Mets? The Braves. Guess what, guys? Padres might not make the playoffs. In fact, if I was a betting man, and there's a line available for teams to make the postseason... I would bet the Padres don't make the playoffs. And if I was a betting man and I had a bet to place right now today on the winner of the National League East, I'm picking the Atlanta Braves every time. Every single time. It just, it is what it is. By the way, really quick, wanted to rank teams in the in the scale of home runs. Um, oops. The Padres are 22nd 
in home runs hit this year, like offensive home runs. Doesn't mean a lot, you know, the Dodgers are 25th, but uh does mean a lot more when you go to Oh wait, that was pitching. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Padres are 24th in home runs this year. Hit 73. Uh, the Yankees have 146 home runs. So they have double the home runs that the Padres do. Double. That's a good baseball team. Who has the highest OPS? Oh, that's right. The Yankees. Who has the second best team ERA? Third best, excuse me. Third best team ERA, the Yankees. Who has the second best team bullpen ERA? The Yankees. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think the Padres make the playoffs. That's just me. I think the Padres are frauds. I think the Mets are frauds. Lesser so than the Padres, but the Mets are a little bit more fraudulent. If I was a betting man, I'd bet the Padres don't make the playoffs, and I'd bet the Mets don't win the National League East. Let's put it this way, because we'll add another thing. Here's three things that will happen at the end of the Major League Baseball season. Number one, the Padres will not be in the playoffs. Number two, the Mets will not win the National League East. And number three, Tony La Russa will be fired from the Chicago White Sox managerial position when the White Sox finish the season under 500. Boom. Mark it down. Send it. Sign, sealed, delivered. That's how it's going to be. Okay? Last thing we want to touch on, feel-good story. Everyone's excited about it. The Baltimore Orioles have played some excellent baseball. I believe they've won nine straight, going for ten. Yes. Nine and one in the last ten. Essentially a nine-game win streak, right? Um, let's look at their team stats because I was curious to see who you know who were their guys? Who were the guys leading the squad in offensive categories? I can tell you that Austin uh Hayes has been good for him. I can tell you uh Anthony Santander has been pretty solid. Um and Jorge Lopez has been awesome. Awesome for these guys. So, on the hitting side, team leader in OPS is Ryan Mountcastle, 792. He's got 14 homers. He's hitting 272. Next up on the list is Mancini at, at 775 OPS. And then Anthony Santander uh, at 751. Hayes at 750. Cedric Mullins has, you know, he's... Back down to earth. He had a huge, huge, huge uh, year last year. But they don't have... Uh, Santander's got 15. Mountcastle's got 14. And, uh, you know, it, it's not... Austin Hayes has got 11. Rugnet odor has got nine. They're not, like, destroying the ball. And they're also just not really pitching it that good, uh, I guess you could say. Um... Jorge Lopez has 39 games for them, 42 innings pitched, and he's got a 1.7 ERA. That's 
good. 48 punch outs, too, by the way, 42 innings. Uh, Felix Bautista, Mets bullpen guy. How about 35 innings for Felix with a 1.7? Whoa, what's going on over there in Baltimore? My God. In fact, I think I was just looking at the bullpen ERAs. Yeah, Baltimore's number five in the league in bullpen ERA. 3.23 for the Baltimore Orioles bullpen. Man, I mean, those, those guys, this guy's got to be Felix Bautista, Jorge Lopez. I don't know what these guys even, their repertoires are. I don't know what they're throwing, how they're getting guys out. But those got to be big, big trade pieces for, for at the deadline, man. Are you kidding me? No offense, Orioles, but, like, you guys don't need. Well, I was going to say one, but you don't even need both of them. I mean, the, okay, let's be, let's give ourselves a quick reality check here. The Orioles aren't going to win the World Series this year, okay? Everybody knows that. It's fine. No pressure. It's not a dig on the Orioles. I like the Orioles a lot. So, do you need a closer and a setup guy? Like a borderline elite closer and setup guy? Not really. You're telling me if a team comes to you, a contender, and says, here's our number one guy? Here's our, here's our number six and number 10 overall system prospects for Jorge Lopez? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Done. I don't even know their contracts. I don't know. I mean, maybe Jorge Lopez is under contract for... Two more years after this. Who knows? Even if it's just a rental, these teams are desperate, man. Bullpen hope is always a hot commodity. Always. So, the Orioles are just in such a good spot, man. If I'm an Orioles fan, oh, I'm in such a happy, I'm in such a good spot. Because it's like anything that happens this year on a positive note is just a bonus. It's a bonus. Get a guy like Jorge Lopez. Uh, adios, Jorge. You're gone, and also, hey, uh, Dodgers or Padres or Yankees, well, I'll take your number three prospect in your system. How about that? Deal? Perfect. Thanks. We'll take him. We'll turn him into a fucking star when the rest of these guys are getting called up and turning into stars, and we'll run this division for fucking five years. How about that? With Mountcastle and Austin Hayes and Rutschman and Cedric Mullins. Tyler Nevin. I don't know, man. DJ Stewart. That's a young guy. Just, hey. All I'm saying on this podcast that I'd like to wrap up with is in 2023, potentially, but certainly, 2024, look out for the Orioles. That's all I'm going to say. Look out for the Orioles. All right. Otherwise, we appreciate you guys tuning in. As usual, episode 19, Between the Stitches podcast. Part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. My name is Ryan. We appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. But the next time we talk, 
will be potentially after the All-Star Game festivities. That'll be fun to talk about. Exciting home run derby. Just as this episode was being recorded, they announced that Julio Rodriguez will be in the home run derby. So if my memory serves me correctly, Juan Soto, Albert Pujols, Julio Rodriguez, Pete Alonso, and there's a sixth one I'm missing. Uh, home run derby participants. Oh, Acuna. Pujols. Oh, here we go. Pujols. Pete Alonso, Julio Rodriguez, Ronald Acuna Jr., Juan Soto, Kyle Schwarber. That leaves room for two more guys. That's six. Two more guys. That will be fun to watch, man. That's exciting and fun to watch. Schwarber, Soto will be lefties. Pujols will get eliminated in the first round because he's 63 years old. But, yeah, it'll still be fun to watch. So, thank you guys for tuning in, as always. We appreciate it. And uh, go Orioles, right? Go Orioles, baby. Let's go. Thanks for listening to Between the Stitches. Follow Phenomenal Fan Media on social media for more. And subscribe on Patreon for exclusive content. Let's go!